0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the October 2022 edition of the Shangri Law Records podcast. I am your host, JD Rieger. Our guest this month is Marcella Simeon, and we'll be getting to her in just a second. But first, let's start this episode the way we start every episode, and that's by checking in with my good friend and Shangri Law Records co owner, John Miller. Hello. I like that you took
1: a big breath before you said that. Well, I just wanted to be prepared. You really set the table. You gotta come out of the gate strong. It's important.
0: Well, let's, let's, let's do this. I know there's several things on the calendar for October that you want to mention. So lay them on me, Johnny.
1: Yeah. A lot, lot going on in town, uh, coming up soon. Uh, there'll be, uh, the Indie Memphis film fest is coming up, uh, October 19th through 24th. Uh, Shangri-La is a sponsor and there's just uh, a ton of great uh, music documentaries as well as, uh, stories from local, uh, Memphians, uh, who are producers, actors, uh, and musicians, um, uh, so that, that's going to be real fun. There's going to be live music from local musicians uh, before each and every film, as well as some after parties that will be uh, open to pass holders. Uh, and then on the uh, closing evening, uh, a ceremony in between uh, the concourse and the theater here at Crosstown uh, that will be open to the public as well. So a lot of good opportunities there to catch uh, Memphis musicians and some really unique setups
0: and not only is the store a sponsor of that but uh behind the scenes you're also helping to program some of the music that you mentioned so give yourself
1: a, a pat on the back john patting self on back now uh yeah no it's it's been fun i've, I've enjoyed getting to do uh that with indie memphis for gosh it's probably like 12 years now going on but uh it, it's been really great to see that throughout all the years the different transitions that that organization's made that they continue to support uh the connectivity between local filmmakers and musicians and you know prioritizing that every year is uh is something that i'm really excited about so yeah yeah looking forward to that for sure uh and then right before that um Another cool collaborative Memphis event uh, with another organization I work with is the uh, Tambourine Bash. Uh, that's a music export Memphis fundraiser. Uh, that'll be at the Levitt Shell, or I'm sorry, the Overton Park Shell now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no Levitts. can't say that. No Levitts. They're gone.
0: Fig- uh, rewind, Eric. Fix that.
1: Yeah, it's okay. We'll, we'll fix it in post. We, we do post here, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, didn't think so. Um, yeah, but, uh, the tambourine bash is Thursday, October 13th at the shell. Uh, it's a really cool event where everybody gets to, uh, see Memphis musicians collaborate in, uh, lineups that they have not done before. So, uh, in fact, a number of years ago, we had a really great one, um, with our guests tonight, uh, Marcella Simeon and Taliba Sophia. And I think to me, that's one that really set the tone for, uh, what we wanted things to be like going forward. And, uh, we, we've been so blessed to work with so many great musicians here in town and, uh, really looking forward to that. So if you can make it out, um, please do. Tickets are cheaper than they've ever been for that, uh, event before they're $15 for a general admission. There's a $25 ticket to get you, uh, general admission a t-shirt and then a, a vip one um yeah that comes with food and drink and all that sort of stuff so uh yeah, yeah a, lot of, a lot of good stuff coming up in october
0: yeah yeah for sure that's october 13th and that's right before an event that's very close to my heart
1: oh could you tell me a little bit more about that event that might be happening is it the 22nd of october uh, no it's actually
0: october 14th and 15th oh, so close yeah, my new record, Where was and I, is coming out, and so is the Subteens new record that I produced. They're both coming out October 14th. We have a release show at the High Tone on the 14th, and we're also playing at Wiseacre Downtown on the 15th. That's all the plugs I'm getting in.
1: That's great, though, man. Uh, yeah, it seems like there's been a, a, a lot of good stuff coming out lately uh, on local labels. I know there's... Uh, there's a really cool thing that's coming out. Uh, I th- believe it's Black and Wyatt are dropping the um, uh, Savad 45. They're, they're reissuing that for the first time. So that, that'll that be a cool one, too. So, yeah, tons tons of great opportunities to catch uh, people with new releases and new events, all that sort of stuff.
0: And I'm sure you can get, get all of those records in the store at Shangri-La Records. Well, yeah, as soon as they're com.
1: available, you can find them at 1916
0: Madison. <laughs> All right, let's get to our guest. Yeah, please. Coming to the stage, Marcella Simeon. Let's.
2: Thanks, y'all.
0: Thanks for joining us.
2: Happy to be here.
0: So I I know you've got a new record coming out Mm -hmm. that I know we need to talk about. But I've got a couple of things I want to ask about first. I know you're not from Memphis originally; you're from Louisiana, but you've been really embraced by Memphis as a Memphis musician, and I just wonder—is that what you expected when you moved here, and how does that feel?
2: <laughs> no, I was—I was not expecting to be cool enough at all to be embraced um, by this legendary city. You know, um, with such a vibrant present, too. You know. I mean obviously all the history is what's what, you know, Memphis has been known for, but the the just what's happening now is just so cool. And yeah, I mean I I was just moving here at 18, you know, not really having much experience, life experience, street smarts, whatever. Like I I was for just a kid, you know, and just it was amazing to be able to be embraced i mean it's like it's part of what's made my career and made me as an artist this city and the influence that it's had on on me as a songwriter and human
0: <laughs> well how yeah. would you say that memphis has uh, affected your your music directly
2: god just in all the best ways i think um I think the, you know, like when you start as an emerging artist, you know, like it's it's really all about whether you're conscious of it or not. When you're in front of people or performing in any capacity, it's like you're showing people that you're enough, you know? like and when you're in a city with a with like such a wealth of talent everywhere um it's like you have to <laughs> there's more to prove you know there's more pressure and that like really makes you really really strong um you want to work harder you want to be better at your craft i mean the vocalists that have come out of here so it's like calling myself a singer or a vocalist it's like okay I need I had to put in the work you know growing up in in the music business and with my father you know already having established an established career it was helpful you know I feel like I had a leg up because I had some experience in music and but but it's nothing like once you're here, you know, cuz it's a different it's a different thing. I was an outsider and I want I wanted to be welcomed. I wasn't expecting to be so warmly welcomed. Um, but it was just such a gift, a blessing. Like uh, I'm grateful every day because it's not easy to come to a place as an outsider and and feel at home and have everyone really make you feel at home. So I'm really really grateful for that.
0: You you mentioned Pressure And I'm sorry to cut yeah. you off John. You can have the next question. I promise <laughs> But and you also mentioned that you are the child of a established musician So I'm wondering because I, I am too. my dad was a musician. So was there pressure for you coming up in that shadow? Totally. To live up to his legacy
2: totally and it wasn't even really conscious like it, w- it was not It was just like I just knew that I had big shoes to fill or whatever and it's like you you And it wasn't even that he pushed, I mean, he pushed me a little bit, you know, but it was, I was on my own, you know? It was like, figure it out. I mean, my parents gave me some good, you know, life lessons and and guidance, but they were busy building my dad's career. Like, that was a full-time job. I just kind of took notes as I went along, and it was like, you really had to figure it out on your own. And by, you know, I mean, failures getting getting um you know getting opportunities for things having like interest in, in from some record labels then not and then like having uh you know being called by the producers of like the the voice and american i don't know that that stuff i really wouldn't i wouldn't want that to be my path but it's like being approached by these people and then like not having and then having these things fall through when you go to audition and stuff you get kicked down enough and it makes you that much more, you know, uh, tough to, to be able to handle just all of it, you know, cause it's not for the faint of heart and you, you having a career in music. So you have to, regardless of how, like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I've struggled with self-worth issues my whole life, but it's like the one time that I feel most myself and my purest, highest vibration is on stage, because I don't, are in front of a mic, or just with my instrument, it doesn't necessarily have to be in front of an audience, it's just when I'm with my music, and with other people making music, it's like there, there's, it's just another cosmic level that you're at, and you're just, you, you wanna be in that space as much as you can, because it's just, yeah, heaven. Um, and I went off on a tangent there, <laughs> sorry
1: now that's uh, it's interesting the way you talk about you know coming to a city like memphis and trying to figure out your place in the city and you you had some experience but it, it really was you on your own and, and it's been really interesting from at least my vantage point over the years watching all the different iterations of you know bands that you have pulled together and different sounds that you've been able to achieve and you know directions that you were clearly pushing in and i mean i, I think about the first time i saw you i remember hearing pat mitchell say oh this girl Marcella, you got to go see her. You got to go see her. She's incredible. And it was uh, a Mardi Gras, and you were playing uh, at the Buccaneer, and it was like with the Sheiks and Jesse Davis and this whole crew. And I remember like face paint and the whole nine. It was just, it was such an immersive experience. And it really did feel like, okay, you know. You, you may not have felt it at the time, but from someone looking on the outside, it was like, okay, this girl has this swamp soul, you know, that I, I know you use that moniker uh, that she's bringing, but this is a completely unique thing because it is mirroring Memphis musicians and what she wants to do and taking it in a different direction. Has that always been something that you, you found inspiring, you know, working with all of these different folks and bringing oh, them totally, into your world?
2: Totally. I mean, there's so many. that's why when when anyone asks me about my genre, like I've been taught that you gotta have your elevator pitch and like, (laughs) you know, be able to describe yourself. And I I try, but I just like the lines to be blurry. I like to not be in any sort of one box, which I'm sure all artists, a lot of y'all could agree with me on that. I'm not the only one to feel that way. So it's like, I've worked with hip hop artists here, punk, garage, rock, um, soul, blues, Americana, I think I did something on a country record, I don't remember, mm-hmm. I don't know, but I just try to keep it interesting for myself, because there's no, I mean, yeah, there's just no limits, and and Memphis is one of these places that is just all-encompassing, like, you, you can hear so much, like, there's so much cool experimental stuff going on every day, and, like, there's just no one sound from Memphis. There's a lot of sounds that we're famous for here, but people are, these are some of the most knowledgeable music listeners in this city. And people, I find a lot of people have just massive, just broad taste in music. So there's like a lot of cool things happen sonically, you know, when you you are listening to different types of music from all over the world and are influenced by it.
1: Yeah, and, and do you feel like that was kind of a continuation? Because I mean, I feel like Louisiana music is so similar too. It, it is a melting pot of cultures. And Memphis always seemed like it was a crossroads. Like you mentioned, you know, whether it's blues and gospel and rockabilly yeah. and all these things kind of coming together to make new elements. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, has Louisiana stayed with you through that Memphis transition and informed kind of how you want to angle things?
2: Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, just my ancestry being people creole people there's a mix in our ethnicities and our food and our cultural it's like all of that is just in me naturally so i'm i'm that kind of person that is just drawn to everything you know our our uh, you know a myriad of different things so it's like i um yeah, I can't help but have that be a part of my ethos as an artist. So it's like I'm I'm I, I growing up in Louisiana was like a really cool start and I love it and it's always gonna be a part of who I am. I mean, totally. Um and yeah, I mean I I, I hoped I wanna go back one day and make a traditional like zydeco creole album too like uh, that's a, a dream of mine with all the stuff that i've learned living here you know as an influence to to that and and yeah that's something to think about
0: <laughs> well let's talk about the record that you brought for us to listen to you've got a test pressing over there right
2: yes yeah i'm really excited it took i we recorded it when i was 26 i'm 31 now so it's been five years <laughs> to get it on vinyl wow you know things happen um you know it was i'm an independent artist and uh, i don't have uh, you know at the time i didn't have any extra support to put something out and i wanted to do it you know the right way and um or not the right way but just a way that (laughs) i don't know felt Good, Um, but I should I feel like, you know, it took it took a little too long for my fans. But anyways, we had an Indiegogo campaign that we did in 2017 and uh, raised a bunch of money and we were able to get CDs printed and stuff. And so we did like a soft release of it, of these songs that have been out digitally. Um, But now we're finally we finally have it on vinyl. And so it's like a fresh new it feels new. Um. Yeah, and it's it's really special to hear it on wax. It's a totally different experience. I mean, I we we brought it in the day that we got the test pressing and came into the listening lab and listened, and I just cried like a baby. It was so amazing. Um. But we have yeah. I mean, we had David Cowser, Jim Spake, Art Emmiston, Rick Steph, um, Landon Moore. We had victor sawyer and randy ballard also on horns um sean zorn um tia henderson was a featured vocalist on one song and then she did background vocals on another song brennan Velines, Jonna meisner um, and krista roten and um who else i don't want to leave anybody out Well, toby vest helped produced it with me obviously i was about to ask where you recorded it yeah Yeah. and it was when he was when him and pete were at the american studio location um but yeah pete matthews and toby vest really like put their touch on it and just had us sounding so so tight so good um and it was it was a, a really cool experience and those songs i mean it's it being like revisiting the songs that I mean, they've been in our set, a, a bulk of them, but hearing the ones that I maybe don't pull out a lot, it was really cool to hear. And my voice as a songwriter has changed. You know, I I look at, like, that first part of my career in my 20s, I think because there was this drive to show that, hey, I'm... I'm I got something, you know, like I'm worth your time. I'm worth your attention. You paid a cover to come see me. I'm gonna give you my whole soul when I perform. Um, So that first part of my career, I felt like I was really just trying to seduce everybody's ears, you know, as a songwriter and as a a singer and everything. And now it's it's interesting to hear how my songwriting has changed. Now I'm more just like my topics, of interest or different, like what I want to sing about and write about, um, more more centered around like healing and um, going inward in a different kind of way. But yeah, these songs are still have a vibrant energy to them, so it's cool. We can listen to some if you want.
0: Yeah, let's do. What's the What's the release date on the vinyl?
2: Um, we're it's not sure. December, yeah, December of this year.
0: Right on. Well, uh what tell us what we're gonna listen to.
2: Okay. Um this one is called "On Chaleur. And uh, yeah, it's an original tune on Got You Found.
0: Jim, take it away. So, What was the second thing you wanted to hear from this record?
2: Um, it's called I can never lie to you
0: Jim, do you know which one that is? Uh,
2: I I it. It's the last one on side a but I also want to say I want to thank Jeff Powell he made the lacquer for this and it is being put out by uh, uh, black and Wyatt records and I uh, were very grateful for for their generosity
0: I'm down with that. Shout out shout out Jeff Powell. Shout out Black and Wyatt. Are we good over there? Jim, take it away.
3: Coming up for air from underwater. Expectations from no one but the sky to do. Why can't I find another way to be The silence hard in your throat Coated with soul That just love the way you roll Glad to be lost with you On some other plane out there I'm not this body, but I can feel your smile Everywhere within and never without love Within and never without love Gonna take the train home in October Show him where I'm from him to see where I learned my one, two, three We'll have our tickets torn, you'll wear a hat We'll sip out a flask and talk about the land Glad to be lost with you on some other plane
0: So you mentioned you brought a third thing for us to hear, which is brand new, right? Yeah. Tell yeah. tell me what's going on with that.
2: Well, um, you know, I, it was, it was written during quarantine. I had just like, I'm sure everyone did a big, you know, it was a confusing time. It was a time of transformation and change. And um I. Yeah, I mean, I I realized that when the rug got pulled out from under me, um, that uh, my identity was really deeply tied to my work as a performing artist. And that connection with people every week, seeing people, you know, three, four shows a week sometimes, I was crazy active trying to (laughs) Prove myself <laughs> um, and when it was gone, I kind of had this identity crisis of like, well what you know what am I worth to the world if I'm not doing that and so that opened a big conversation and some depression and all the darkness that you know we face as human beings it, it happens and um, you know I was stuck. And then Dustin sat me down and said you're going to write something. And uh it was this song. And I got like I, I I we bought um some new equipment. Like I bought this Roland Sampler SP-404 nice sampler. And um we Landon helped me put some sounds on it and we I just sat and wrote this this song in an afternoon and yeah it was it was just this really you know beautiful thing that came out of a really dark time um and I'm just yeah I'm just happy and really grateful that you made me get out of my funk <laughs> Cause uh, yeah, it's it was it was special to be able to to do it right to f- compose it with um, you know finish it with Dustin and Landon in the studio we did it together at the end of 2020 and then we started making a video last year and I'm not uh, you know uh, we've made a several edits and I'm st- it's still not where I want it to be so that's the only reason why I haven't released it yet because it's been ready since April we had Stuart Hawks mastered it mastered it in April and. Anyways, um, I'm getting to the finish line with that. But um, yeah, here it is, I guess. What's the name of the song? It's called Sound.
1: about you know working on new stuff throughout the pandemic and uh you know kind of a new approach to songwriting you felt like you had and you know the the journey to try to heal through all the darkness that you know everybody was kind of facing um you know i know you have been working through uh yoga instruction and and doing that can can you talk a little bit how that might play into that process well it
2: kind of it so you know that 2020 was its own thing and I tried to to you know make peace with all those emotions. And then in twenty twenty one, we got back into working a little more. We toured a little bit during the summer. And then around September October, probably one of the worst things you could imagine for a vocalist happened. Um, and I I uh, like lost part of my range. And the, the craziest thing is to be on stage and reaching for a note that you know you can sing in your sleep and then it not being there. So I had these vocal, these nodules on my vocal folds and uh, I worked with a speech pathologist from October till mm, February, March of this year. And then in April, my voice started to come back and I'm, I'm ba- back to where I was almost 100%. Um, and uh, that took vocal rest. You ha- had had to play significant a lot less. I mean, it affected everything. You know, financially, you're just like freaking out a little bit. But you know, you you just deal with the healing process, and that's part of it. And anyways, during that, I mean, mentally, it kind of messed me up because it's like I also identified so much with my voice and found my value and my worth and that. And so I was just it was a lot of tests, you know, to 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 my own strength and everything and i decided um, to go and learn how to uh, teach yoga it was an opportunity that had been presented to me at the studio i'd I'd practice at and started that training in january and graduated in may and i'm teaching a class now every week a couple classes um but i learned so much about how we can be our own healing vessel. You know, that you don't have to be tethered to external anchors like of any sort. And that the best medicine is meditation and being able to go inward. Um, And that's hard. That takes work and practice and daily practice. And I do it every morning and I do it at night. I do a, a morning meditation and a mantra at night. And it's it it calms your nervous system. I mean, there's like proof, there's scientific proof. And we, I think that because we're we're trained from such a young age to be um, in the doing mode, like humans doing that, we don't we don't allow ourselves to be human beings, just being. And so, this whole experience has taught me to be okay with just. <laughs> being still, you know, and like finding, reaching in and reaching for the, the, you know, going inward. And sometimes that can be really hard and that you can, a lot of crazy stuff pops up and you got to work through a lot of stuff. And, but that's what I'm interested in now. And so I do, I write, I've got this other song that's called PTSD. <laughs> I've got this other song called the phone song um, where I talked about this experience where I, turned off my phone for a week, and what came up during that. Um, I mean, it's just little things like that. Those are just two that come to mind. But I'm more interested in, in how, in our own power as human beings, what we can do for ourselves to, to heal and, and, and uh, evolve.
0: Well, Marcel, I'm certainly pumped to hear this new material. And I have the unfortunate duty of trying to wrap this up. Um, Sorry. Sorry. No, thanks. Uh, I'm I'm something of a yoga practitioner myself, actually. Awesome. So um, I'm with you 100%. Yeah. Don't make me say what I do, John. We'll, we'll, we'll talk off the air. <laughs> all right. Thanks very much. Thank you, Jim, in the Memphis Listening Lab. Thank you, thank you, Engineer Eric. Thank you, Marcella. No thanks at all to John. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the Shangri-La Records Podcast is a part of the Back to the Light Podcast Network. You can find it on the network tab at backtothelight.net and everywhere fine podcasts are distributed. For more information on the shop, visit shangri no hype. Better.